It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin, editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. That's right, the Steelers Preview. What are we previewing? Well, tonight we're going to talk about the rookies. We're not really previewing rookies, but that's just the name of the show. Joining me as always to round out the triumphant trio is Dave Schofield. Dave, how's it going this evening? Hey, I'm I'm here. There's still football to be played at some point. I mean, aren't you, aren't you guys totally amped for this Pro Bowl on Sunday? Uh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Brian Anthony Davis is. Brian, welcome to the show. Pro Bowl game face. Pro uh, Bowl yes. game face. I've got the party already. It's going to be we're going to it's going to be <laughs> Prince like it's 1999, baby. What what would be the party etiquette for a Pro Bowl? Is it the same as a Super Bowl? Because I you're I know you've already you're getting the article queued up. You do it every year for behindthesteelcurtain.com. Is Pro Bowl etiquette the same as Super Bowl etiquette? I'm just curious. It's just show up because <laughs> no one. <laughs> you know what? In the history of my life as a fan, I have never had anybody watch the Pro Bowl with me. But you I've watch. always watched it alone. Usually I do. I okay. I can't say I've watched it every year like I do the Super Bowl. And but oh gosh, it's coming though. We're like ten days away from the, the greatest day of the year for me. I have been gearing up too because I've been watching past Super Bowl mm. Steelers Super Bowls for the site, and I'm I'm publishing those articles. I'm wow, it's glorious. <laughs> if you get a chance to yeah. go back and watch old Super Bowls, it's awesome. And you, well, you know this, this past weekend. Um, my parents, my family was in town and so my brother and my sister-in-law, my parents were in and we were just sitting there. There's nothing on TV. And so I pulled up YouTube on the TV and I said, I'm going to show you all the greatest drive in Pittsburgh Steelers history. 
just out of curiosity, what drive did I pull up? Brian, I'll start with you. See if you get it right. The the easy drive that I'm thinking of is uh, from the ten yard line in Super Bowl forty three. That's right. That is correct. It's I, 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 I can't think of any now. Granted, there might be one from the seventies that I'm not fully aware of because I wasn't alive. But at the same time, that was because people forget that was a holding call in that, yeah. in that drive. Yeah. <laughs> they did a first and the, twenty. The, uh, but also, and right before that, a holding in the end zone. Chris Kimoyatu with the, with the hold. No, safety. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't it was a holding. It wasn't. It, wasn't it was a Hardings. It was uh, no. Jeff that, Hardings was gone. Hartwig. It was Justin Hartwig. Justin Hartwig. Justin Hartwig. There you go. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yep. And then shortly after the safety was Larry uh, Larry Fitzgerald splitting the defenders and oh, racing into the oh end zone. And everyone's thinking, "Holy cow!" You know what was tough about that? What? Because I love Larry Fitzgerald. I was, yeah. I'm a pit fan. I'm a pit I get it. I love Larry Fitzgerald and I love Kurt Warner. Yeah. And I would have been rooting for them. There would be that'd be one team that I would dev, I would root for in any Super Bowl. That team with those guys on it. Just not when they're playing my guys. It was, it was a great story, but the Steelers had to, Dave, this quick question. I asked my my dad and my brother this. You think Ben should have been the MVP of that game? Yes. End yeah. of story. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I I agree. Yeah. I just don't understand why he didn't get it. I mean, that, that whole drive. Now, San Antonio had an incredible drive. That, yeah. that drive was remarkable, but oh, my gosh. It, it was it was tremendous. I thought if there was any year that they could have done co-MVPs, it would have been that one. Have they ever done that before? Yeah. Really? Actually, they had three one year. for the uh, In Super Bowl thirteen. the Dallas Cowboys had Randy White – Harvey Martin, and there may have been a third. I actually think there was a third. Wow! But, but I know, I know, Randy White and Harvey Martin were were the two. Real quick before we get started with our show and the topic of today's show, Shield ninety one puts five dollars in the tip jar and says, "Have a good long drive tomorrow." I'll save the stream for that. Have a good show, guys. Shield, thank you always for your support. I hope you're enjoying this show on Friday. As many actually, let me say, it. let me say real quick, Super Bowl twelve. Before anybody corrects me. Um, I, I realized I got it right wrong. It's okay. Hey, but. I took a lot of grief for correcting Jeff on the length of the field goal. Um, <laughs> but, but and and here we were both wrong. It was forty one. Oh, it was missed. It was forty. You said forty three. I said, I said forty three. You're right. Yeah. And I, I actually went back to check it. It was forty one. <laughs> My gosh. All and right. it was only two guys. It was Harvey Martin and Randy White in Super Bowl twelve. But still co-MVPs. All right. So today's episode headline title is the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers Rookie Review. And something that we always typically do during the season and even in the offseason when we start breaking down the Steelers roster position by position, that's what we do. We preview things. We we kind of dig into one specific topic. And so today is going to be the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers Rookie Class. So we're going to go round by round, pick by pick. And we're going to just talk about it. I know a lot of people say, well, Jeff, you can't judge a rookie after one year. And I agree 100%. I'm not asking Dave and Brian or anyone in the live chat watching on YouTube to say, project where they're going to be in three years. I'm saying, how did their rookie season go? Do you guys, you guys want to grade it on an A to F scale? Or do you just want to just give some tidbits about it? Brian, what do you want to do? You know, I think we could give t- tidbits. Um, okay. 
I really don't think we have to give a grade, but if you want to, we can. Well, because I, I know exactly what Brian's going to want to do. He's going to give every single one of them what they should get, an incomplete, because it's very difficult oh, to no. judge on your, to judge right on your rookie year. I was like, we, we, we can't throw that one out there. Well, so. hey, our producer, Lance Williams, just said grade it in the live chat. So. <laughs> All right. But we're not allowed to use incomplete. Yeah, I can't, can't use incomplete. Okay. What ifs are for losers, anyways? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. The top pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers moved from 20 up to 10. They trade with the Denver Broncos to get none other than Mr. Devin Bush from the inside linebacker out of Michigan. Gentlemen, grade it. Uh, you can give some tidbits before your grade, but if you were looking at Devin Bush's body of work in 2019, Brian, we'll start with you. How would you view it? Well, if you look at Devin Bush, the fact that they traded up f- for this guy and you know, they also gave away a pick this year, your, uh, your number three pick when they're getting ready to pick number three, it's not going to be there. It's going to be the Denver Broncos. And you know why? Because that's part of your Devin Bush trade. But you should be happy with that because that's everything you wanted. I saw somebody today talk. In fact, I think it was was an email that uh, that I saw that uh, one of my other counterparts, uh, Dave Schofield, got um, saying that uh, that uh, Bush is too small and should be moved a line, but uh, moved a safety. And I'm like, look, no, this is got this is everything you wanted out of this guy. He goes sideline to sideline. He had he had a touchdown this year. Could have had another one, um, but as a rookie, he did more in the last. I mean, I don't know of a rookie that has achieved more on the defensive side of the ball um, better than Devin Bush Jr. And I'm including Troy Polamalu because if you grade, if this was 2004, after the 2003 season, you're probably giving this guy a C minus at best, Troy Polamalu. And we're talking about him in the Hall of Fame next week. Um, this guy had a wonderful rookie rookie year. I was actually surprised. He made the all-rookie team. And I was surprised that that uh, he didn't have uh, more consideration for the Pro Bowl because he's thought of across the league as uh, one of the future stars on defense. So, I mean, I have to give this guy an A-. minus. Okay. Dave, thoughts on Devin Bush? B plus. No tidbits, just a great. No, honestly, I was teetering between a B plus or a minus. I said, I said, I basically said, I'm going to give whichever one Brian does it only, but only because I thought he had a fantastic year. And did I not hear that? He said at one point he was an alternate for the pro bowl. If enough people would have bailed out, I thought there was a report out there that, but I'm not sure. Um, Maybe about the Ravens. The only good, the only uh, bad thing about the Ravens not making the Super Bowl is a lot of guys <laughs> missed out on. Yeah, the that they that they could have that they, they maybe like twelve spots yeah. that they could have filled in with them. But but once again, I thought he had a very good year. I should have probably bumped that up to an A minus because the only reason I didn't give him an A was because of what the Steelers did to get him because of the trade up and the no pick this year. Um, it doesn't mean he disappointed me. It just meant that he has much higher expectations than I'm going to have from almost any other rookie. And he met almost all of them. There is room for improvement, but 
I thought he had a very solid year, and I'm really looking forward to see exactly more how they're going to utilize him. With the with the same thing that Brian mentioned, where 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 someone contacted me about saying he he's too small, he can't stop the run, he should be a strong safety. No, that's not what he. The Steelers didn't move up ten spots for him to be a safety. They've moved up to draft the linebacker, and you your linebackers have different roles. I really like the combo of him and Vinny Vidivici together seeing what they can do after Bush now has a year under his belt. I think the sky's the limits for, for the combo. Wes in the live chat says that Dave just looked Bush was named a pro bowl alternate. So you were correct. Thank you, um, Wes. Yes. Um, he always bails of, me out with good stuff. A lot of people are, uh, or Lance, Sir Lancelot who's in the live chat. He can, he's comparing bell to Kendrell or I'm sorry. He's comparing Devin Bush to Kendrell bell number 97 and um that was he was the defensive rookie of the year Kendrell bell had a remarkable rookie yeah. season i mean that was incredible no one no one saw his ankles not holding up the way that they did no he was fantastic and you know that's a guy i forgot about uh that was 2001 i believe yeah, yeah. and casey hampton was uh, the first rounder that year so that was yeah. a pretty nice draft Absolutely. I, I'm going to give Devin Bush a solid B. I think he has a ton of potential. Uh, I think that Mike Tomlin limited him a lot this year. Not so much that in, in actually he didn't really hide it. Tomlin said this often in his po- in his press conferences about with these young players and with these rookies, you have to kind of sometimes you have to pull them back, rein them in a little bit. And you saw more of Devin Bush reacting in the second half of the season. I think that his arrow is definitely pointing up. I'll give him a B. So we're all in about the same, the same realm in terms of picks there. See, One more thing about Bush. He didn't have to do as much because of the presence of Mark Barron also. Whether you like Mark Barron or not, and we're going to have a slew of people in the live chat saying he's garbage, cut him. But he was there, and he had some very productive games, and they, were able, they weren't able to for, – they didn't have to force him into anything because you had Bush um, Barron as well as Bush. No, you're right. Well, and, so, go ahead, Dave. One other thing you got to remember about him, I was trying to pull up one last thing about him. He led the team in tackles this year. Mm-hmm. He led he led the Steelers in tackles. And not yeah. only that, he had over 100 tackles. He led all rookies in the NFL in tackles. And he led the Steelers in tackles. And how long has it been since the Steelers had had a had, had a rookie with 100 tackles? It's I mean it's it's been a while. You know what? Let's here's here's a good exercise, Dave. This is right up your alley. Mm-hmm. Compare his rookie season to Ryan Shazier's. That's what I was kind of thinking about. That I I believe he had a stronger rookie year than Shazier. I don't definitely have the numbers right in front of me to back that up, but from what I'm just going from memory, I I do believe that he did. I believe so too from memory. Shazier's rookie year was. Very up and down, and he had a lot of learning. I think like Devin Bush is more polished um, coming into the NFL, but we'll see. So let's well, move on. But, Go but, ahead, but Jeff, he had he had more than twenty more tackles as a rookie than what Kendrell Bell did as a rookie. There you go. So I mean, and he, he didn't, and he didn't play he, in every. He came off the field a good bit still. Let's and keep he, that in mind. He he it always seemed like he found a way to get to the ball. So that was his mo coming out of michigan like brian said sideline to sideline finds the football good and run support coverage he got exposed a little bit but i think that'll only get better because he's athletic enough all right let's move through here no pick in round two they gave that one away so then we moved to round three this was the mr antonio brown trade pick with the oakland raiders now the las vegas raiders 
And they took wide receiver from Toledo, Deontay Johnson. This was the famed pick that Dave started cussing up a storm when they made the pick, and he cur- – oh, it was horrible. I, I, I still don't want – I don't even want to talk about this right now. I mean, he broke his laptop. We, I mean, he broke a laptop. Bruce, yeah. I mean, people are going to start believing you. There's rumors <laughs> of a three-state, a three-state shooting spree, but that they, those that didn't happen. I'm here to tell you, it's, he he kept it under control. Jeff and I had to talk him down off a ledge, but it was, it was okay. We got him. We got him back. We got him yeah, back. How do you? It lasted a whole four seconds. That's right. So, <laughs> but the, you Deont- would never get those four Deont- seconds back. The Deontay Johnson hate page on Facebook still exists. <laughs> All right, Brian, how would you grade? Deontay Johnson's rookie year. So back in July, we were pre- previewing the rookies. Uh, and we maybe it was June or July. We were looking at Deontay Johnson and we said, if this guy gets 30 catches and three touchdowns, it's a fantastic rookie season for uh the production that he's going to get. Little did we know that uh what was going to happen. And Maybe the fact that Ben Roethlisberger went out benefited Deontay Johnson a little bit more. Um, maybe the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster had some uh, injury struggles benefited him more. But you've really, if you look at the season and you're you have to put wide receiver one on somebody for the 2019 season, it's Deontay Johnson. So I am giving this this pick a trade. I mean, an A as well. Okay, I you justified it perfectly, Dave. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, my biggest thing is what Brian was saying is that he seemed to exceed expectations. So I I know yardage wise he he had a real nice rookie season. I was trying to figure out where he where he comes just on the flat up receptions range because that's that's a really big deal. And honestly, he had the second most receptions from a Steelers rookie. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yes. Yes. With the only one. Yeah, I was going to say, because Troy Edwards had the most in 99 of 61, and then it was John. He had more receptions. He had one more reception as a rookie than Juju did. Now, he didn't have the yards that Juju did, because Juju had, you know, how many? He had what? He had a 97-yard touchdown in there. So, but I would say, especially with the kind of receiver he is that, I mean, he had some some nice deep passes as well, but I he exceeded my expectations. So I'm going to go. I'm actually I'm going to go with an A minus on this one because I I think the biggest thing that could hold him back was that his quarterback situation. Not not that could hold him back. That was holding him back. And so once again, it's going to be nice to see what these guys do whenever um, you know keep our fingers crossed. Whenever number seven is back under center next year. Yeah, I mean, I tried not to listen to Dave when they drafted Deontay Johnson because he was all ticked off. And I was reading a lot of people on Twitter, on different websites, stating how this guy is really 
comparable to Mr. Third and Fifth, Mr. Richard, <laughs> Richard Gummies, Mr. Antonio Brown, just by the way that he plays the game in terms of how smooth he is in and out of his breaks, his route running, his explosiveness, his agility. Boy, was that all on display, even just as a rookie. And people forget, mm-hmm. and it's a third-round draft pick, that Antonio Brown was a sixth-round pick. But Antonio Brown was not making these type of plays as a rookie. He made the team. He's a special teams guy. He was a returner. It wasn't until his second year that he started to come on. I think Deontay Johnson is a budding star in this league. I give him an A for his 2019 season, as this, everyone said before me, totally exceeded expectations, and that's a good thing. So Deontay Johnson gets an A. Go ahead, Dave. Well, I'll go say one other thing interesting about him. I'd have to go back and compare to maybe – I'm. you know what? I'm pretty certain he's the only one on the team. He had a reception in all 16 games this year. Hmm, that's an interesting little tidbit there. And here's another thing that you got from him in that Arizona game. You finally found a punt returner. And that was a big deal because, I mean, everybody talked about how smooth um, Ryan Switzer was with, with receiving the ball and protecting the ball. But he never moved with it. He was he, he was uh, captain for a catch. Mm-hmm. But you know, Deontay Johnson gave you a little more of a return game um, towards the end of the season as well. So that's that sixth touchdown that he got because he had five receiving, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and that extra touchdown. So I absolutely love what he did. Well, because just to speak on your return, you know, little tidbit. I've been saying tidbit way too much, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Is that they're going to run into the same problem they had with Antonio Brown? And the same problem they have with San Antonio Holmes. And that is when you have a prolific wide receiver, how many times are you going to want them back there returning punts? And eventually you're going to have to try to find someone else to do it. That's just, I mean, maybe next year you're fine. But I mean, at some point you're going to say, is this worth it? And every player that I just mentioned, San Antonio Holmes, Antonio Brown, they eventually said it's not worth it. It's not worth risking injury. So we're going to get somebody else. So although, yes, Brian, I think he's a, it's great that they found someone that could do it. I don't think it's a long-term answer because he's going to be a prolific wide receiver. Dave, go he, no problem. He no was problem second, second team all pro as a punt returner, and he only had one return before week 10. That's pretty good. He just one, makes he, one return before week 10. He makes people miss. Yeah. Like, and it, it makes it look effortless. And that, that's something that is special. I don't think as that's long as that, he holds yeah. onto the ball. That's the key. That was his problem early, and that's why it took a little bit of time before they before he got the reins. All right, so there we go. Now we're down to the second third round pick. This was the Steelers' natural third round pick that they were given in their natural draft order. And with a third round pick out of Michigan State, they take cornerback Justin Lane. This is the part of the draft class where things don't get as long winded because some of these players are not going to be as as impactful on the roster and Justin Lane would fall into that category. He did make the team. He was, he was be bounced in and around the inactive list and game day actives. But by the end of the season, he replaced Artie Burns as the gunner on special teams. Does that show a little bit of trust on the coaching staff? Do they start to believe something in him? I don't know guys, your thoughts on Justin Lane. And this is going to be one of those dangerous situations where we don't know what he can do because we didn't see anything this year. But what are the projections in your mind looking like? Brian, we'll start with you. If we look at projections right now, I'm going to give him a C 
a solid C. And that's for projections. I mean, because really, really, this is where Dave, you know, is right. And that's where the incomplete comes out. Yep. You just didn't see a lot of them. But really, the fact that you mentioned trust, Jeff, that's that's a big deal. He was in there a whole lot more. He uh, he was not a liability. I think he had one play that was suspect or maybe it was a penalty. But we just don't know enough. But I think he's in the equation. You also have to remember, for the first time in years, they depth at corner. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you you have uh, two guys. You have one guy in the Pro Bowl now in Joe Hayden. And the other guy that's not in the Pro Bowl is because he was the lockdown guy and he didn't get a lot coming his way in Steven Nelson with a great free agent pickup, one of the best in years. So really, if you're looking ahead, this guy could be a future player for this team, but what he did on special teams is good enough for me to say C with an arrow pointing up. Dave? It's a C. And if you look at this, well, that's mainly because this, like Brian said, he's the perfect candidate for the incomplete. What did we say about him after the draft and leading into the season? And what did we want to see from him? We wanted to see him not be forced into any action because he needed some time to develop. How many defensive snaps did he play in 2019? Zero. We got what we asked for exactly from him. But not only that, he was inactive a lot of the season, and then he was as injuries happened. Artie Burns was out a couple weeks. Artie Burns comes back. Guess what? It's still Justin Lane because he, not only was was he adequate, he was you noticed him as the gunner out there. When you had him and Johnny Holden out there as gunners, they're talking about these guys on the television broadcast because they're both doing such a good job. So he got the experience. He got to be on the sidelines. He got to be ready. He got to do the special teams and did not have to play a defensive snap. It's the, exactly what we wanted to see from Justin Lane in 2019. Yeah, I'll tow the company line and go with a C and, and think that if I'm grading just his special teams, I guess, I don't know. He wasn't noticed. There was that one penalty, which I think it was against Cleveland and it was on a punt return. Maybe that he was literally a heartbeat early and they called him for interfering with the fair catch or something okay. like that. I think yeah. it was the halo rule, but so uh, we'll see. I mean, that that's, that's sad to say. And I hate saying that for the listeners out there, but we don't know. We don't know what Justin Lane is going to be as a cornerback, but as of right now, we would all say that the arrow is pointing up. So we go into round four and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they want a running back. And so they get one in Kentucky running back, Benny Snell, Jr. Benny Snell did play. He was hurt in 2019. He missed, I think two to three games with a knee scope. And when he came back, he was three games, Dave tells me. Uh, when he came back, he was a different player, in my opinion. So, Brian, grade Benny Snell's rookie year. I'm actually going to uh, go positive on this and say, I'm torn between B minus and C plus, but I'm going to go in, go ahead and give him a B minus. And it's because of his, uh, um, because of his rushing average. Um, towards the end of the season. I think it was a whole lot higher because Jalen Samuels was absolutely horrendous towards the end. You weren't getting much out of... Uh, you really weren't getting much out of uh, James Conner because of his injury situation. So this guy was was your guy at the end. And uh, he was that player that as the game as the game got longer, he was getting stronger. So I would... Uh, I'm sorry, I just... Don King did there with the rhyme, but um, 
you know, he he was a guy that they were starting to count on. Um, I'm not sure really where his future is if he's a feature back, but I could say from his performance last year, B minus. If we're looking at the future, I'm probably saying that this guy's a solid backup running back. Okay, Dave, what about you? I'm I'm giving him a solid B. And it could have been more if he wouldn't have missed time. I thought, I mean, he did kind of what we thought could end up being. We said, I mean, we, didn't we do an over-under over under on how many carries he would get in a season? Yeah, um, we, I'm sure we did. I, yeah, and it I was no recollection. And, and wasn't it the, wasn't it a question of, did we say 80? Because didn't, didn't we say that would be five a game? I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? what? I think we did 80 and you know how many carries he had on the year? He had 108. Wow. So, I mean, I once again thought that he exceeded expectations and he was the guy, he was the guy late in the season when the Steelers had a lead and wanted to run the ball. That's who they gave the ball to. And I, he did great in that situation. I think especially coming off of a rookie year, and you know the difference between year one and year two, this guy has a, has the potential to really be something special for the Steelers is, and take away the whole notion of, of one feature back all the time getting 97% of the carries. We've seen it. We don't think that that's the kind of player James Conner can be. I know some people were screaming for a running back in the with the Steelers' first pick in the draft. I'm thinking they've got a crowded running back room, and I think the the basically two rookie running backs that they had this year have so much potential that I don't I don't even know that I call this a position of need for the Steelers. If you look at using it in a different way than they have in years past, he's we don't have a Derrick Henry. I don't see Benny Snell being a Derrick Henry, but I see him with some other people working together to, to have quite an effective running game. I'm going to give Benny Snell a C plus. But I, I want to put a caveat to this and say that I'm really excited to see his second year because every running back that I can think of under Mike Tomlin, it's their rookie year. They, they come into the NFL thinking they need to be bigger and stronger because they're pros. And then all of a sudden they get there and they realize I need to be faster and more agile. Snell, I think has the vision he needs to match. He needs to drop some weight Will he lose some power? I don't think he'll lose a ton of power, but he'll be able to get outside. You saw some of those, especially in the preseason, you saw some of those cuts to the outside, which might have worked at Kentucky in that SEC division. It's not working in the NFL. Those linemen are too fast. They're going to get to you quicker. And in the second half of the season, he started to get acclimated to the NFL game. I think his second year is going to be good. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If Randy Land is open to the fact that Running back by committee is a possibility. This running back situation that they have with Connor, Snell, Samuels, White can be good. It can be really good. I still believe that. So, But I gave him a C plus because I thought that you know, he did deal with an injury and he did see limited time, more time than we expected. But nonetheless, I think that uh, he can be a lot better. We'll put it that way. So anything else on Benny Snell before we move on? All right. No, I concur. 
plowing through. Let's let's shorten these up a little bit to get through this quickly. Round five, they finally go to tight end. Most people thought they would go to tight end before the fifth round, but they find Michigan tight end Zach Gentry. Didn't play much as a rookie. Brian Anthony Davis, go ahead. I'm going to give him a D minus. I hated this pick from the get-go. Um, I actually, this was an opportunity. They could have actually still taken another linebacker in Mac Wilson at this spot. That was a guy that they still could have taken. Um, they could have taken Hunter Renfro, who uh, was a pretty good wide receiver um, from Clemson and who towards the end with uh, Oakland, you know, got a lot of play. I just, uh, they, they liked his length. They liked how tall he was, but really, I mean, he made a couple catches in the preseason. He didn't get a hat most of the time. I just don't think when they're projecting the tight end situation, no one's projecting him to make a move in year two. So I'm not going to give the guy an F because he made the team. And I mean, he made a couple Sundays, but a D minus. All right, Dave. D minus as well. He had one reception for four yards. Granted, it was a third down conversion. But the biggest thing is when the team that typically dresses three tight ends and they're constantly choosing to keep him inactive and only go with two, you've got a problem. I mean, they didn't, they, but they weren't using the tight end anyway. So that was a waste to have three, but maybe part of the reason we're using tight end is because, I mean, he wasn't giving them anything. I was extremely disappointed in this pick, the tight end that I wanted them to draft late in the late in the draft went to Oakland before the Steelers could make this pick, I was disappointed in that with Foster Moreau, who had a great year yeah. in Oakland as a rookie. And when I look at someone like that and what they could produce, you know, taken in the same round just before Gentry was taken, I felt like the Steelers just reached on they 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 had set in their mind they were going tight end of the fifth, and they just took whoever they had. I I don't know that this is a guy that's gonna gonna end up being I wouldn't be shocked if he's not even on the roster next year. Can I jump in real quick? I've got to do oh, a Dave Schofield here. I was going to say Wes agreed with me. He just put that up there too. <laughs> it was not in the same round. Oh, what, oh was it? Did he, It was the did, compensatory pick in the fourth round. Oh, it was at the um, very end of the fourth. Okay. Foster Moreau was pick 137. Zach Gentry was pick 141. I normally wouldn't do this, was, but. Yeah, it, well, I knew it was close, but <laughs> I, I was thinking, to. I was thinking the Steelers were late, but no, that's right. They had that early fourth round pick. How did they get that? Why was that such an early pick? I'm trying to remember. That it's was from so the old, that was because that the, was that was he's Mr. Fifth. He's Mr. Fifth. He was Mr. Fifth. That's right. He was Mr. Fifth. And and that was so that was I knew there were only just a few picks ahead of him. And I was thinking it was they were later in the in the fifth. But you're right. He was technically in the fourth, like one of the last picks in the fourth and versus one of the first picks in the fifth. But yeah, I just I I I, I don't know that he's going to make the team this year. But they also are really struggling to tight end as well. So he might end up on the team just by default, unfortunately. Brian, it was a 42-yarder. Get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's the only Wrong. Thing. It was a 41-yarder. <laughs> this is hard. corrected you like four times to start the show. <laughs> this, you this had is... no problem with it. I'm going to change my name to sad. It's called Spiteful Anthony Davis. <laughs> 
I'm I honestly Zach Gentry. The, I agree with what Brian said, where he said well, both of you guys didn't really like the pick. I didn't understand the pick because everything I read about this individual and it came to fruition when he got to Pittsburgh. He doesn't do anything exceptionally well. Give me a Matt Spath that can do nothing but block, and I can deal with that, and I like that. Give me someone that has a, a, good, a lot of athleticism but is not more of your inline tight end. I can live with that too. He can't do either. I'm not sold on this guy. I'm going to give him a D minus just because we haven't seen much, but I didn't like the pick in general. So there you go. Let's move on to the sixth round. The Steelers had three picks in the sixth round. They started off with a guy who did not make the team. He kind of had a heartbeat there in the middle of the season for a little bit when they brought him back, and then eh, they shipped him off again. That's none other than linebacker out of Northern Illinois, Sutton Smith. Brian Anthony Davis, Sutton Smith, everyone's favorite Swiss Army knife. I absolutely loved this pick when they made it. I mean, I I was celebrating this guy in another one of their six-round picks, but it, it didn't work. He was hurt, then they brought him back, and Dave used to always crack me up because uh, when we would we would talk about uh, him being picked up, and then he was gone. He's picked up again. And one he's day, gone. one time. It was so, yeah, I mean, like, it's like back and forth. I mean, it's like, I mean, like, he was always there, and I think he, he was like the Steven Johnson and... Uh, and uh, LJ Fort that year, a couple years ago, where they kept on getting cut for each other. Um, so but this was being cut off the practice squad. Yeah. But yeah, you that's know? true. Yeah. So he, I mean, you have to really give this pick an F because he, d- he didn't stick. Hmm. And there's no upside. <laughs> of course not. He's not on the team, Dave. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say F minus minus, but no, F is fine because. Seriously, once you get to, I mean, fifth round is a little shaky. When you get to sixth round and beyond, you don't know if these guys will even make the team as a rookie. And the the fact that they had three sixth round picks and two of them did make the team, um, isn't isn't terrible. But I'm, yeah, this one wasn't. They they saw something. They took a chance. They saw some versatility, and it it just wasn't there. Here's why to me this pick is an F because. I understood if he didn't make the team this year, but two things occurred. Number one was not immediately signed to the practice squad. So that tells me that not only did they cut him, they didn't see enough promise in him to keep him in the organization. Second, they didn't even sign him to a reserve future contract this off season. And last I checked and I could be wrong. He's not on an NFL roster right now. They could have at the end of the season said, Hey, we like what we see. We might be able to turn you into a special teams guy, anything. And they stated they didn't do that. So that's an F Sutton Smith is an F in the second, in the second of their three, six round picks, they take Alabama defensive lineman, Isaiah bugs. He actually made the team. He actually saw some significant time after Stefan to got hurt. Brian, what are your thoughts on uh, big poo? I love this pick. Um, I loved it back then. Um, having more, uh, actually more sacks than, uh, Quinn and Williams, um, his, uh, his final year in Alabama. I, you know what I, we didn't see a lot of them. And once again, we, he got some significant time, but you didn't notice too much cause he's, you know, he's one of those grinders down there, um, in the trenches, but from, he wasn't Frazier from the year before he wasn't Josh Frazier. Um, he did a whole lot more. He has a future on this team and you're going to see a lot of them. So I'm going to give this pick. I'm actually going to give this pick a B. All right, Dave thoughts. I, I like the, 
the pick as well. I was trying to look up to see exactly how many snaps he played, but he was a guy that was inactive early. And then Stefan to gets hurt. They sign LT Walton and you're thinking, Oh, well, I guess it's going to be Walton instead of bugs. No, it was bugs. They still thought more of bugs and he got some playing time. Now there was, was that the Rams game? They decided to go with one less defensive lineman and he was inactive, but that was based on their game plan. And I think because they knew they were going to, um, they were, they weren't going to be playing hardly a base defense. So, but he, he did, I, I thought he did fine. He played in nine games and, uh, I think he had, a, he had, I think three total tackles, but I was trying to look at how many snaps he played. I mean, he played, he had four different games where he got double digits, double digit snaps, which for, for a rookie on the defensive line, working your way in, I thought he did just fine. I'm going to, I'm going to give him, let's go C plus. Okay. I was going to give him a solid C because from what I saw, it wasn't horrible. He didn't play as much tough to gauge. So you go right there in the middle of the road, right in the happy median. Um, I think he's going to have a good opportunity in 2020 to put his stamp on the defense as a primary backup. Maybe if he can show some versatility um, and flex into the nose tackle position, that's something that Tyson Alawalu has shown that he can do. Uh, And that way, they don't necessarily need it because we're assuming they're going to lose Javon Hargrave. That way they wouldn't need to go pick up another nose tackle. They could maybe just have some versatility on the defensive line. But I thought bugs. Hey, like you said, Brian, not Joshua Frazier. So to me, that's two thumbs up. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So, all right. Uh, let's move on. The last and final six-round pick for the Steelers was none other than, uh, was it Akron? Is that where this Ulysses Gilbert? That is Gilbert? correct. Yes. Oh, he was Akron? Akron yeah. inside linebacker Ulysses Gilbert III. That is the love child of, what did we say, Brian? The uh, <laughs> yeah, What was it? Ulysses S. Grant, S. Grant and Marcus Gilbert. <laughs> I mean, you could have gone with... You could have gone with Melissa Gilbert. You could have gone with Sarah Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert. You went with you went with, with with Marcus Gilbert. We hadn't said Ulysses Gilbert the third in a while, so I figured I'd bring them back. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant and Marcus Gilbert. What a love child that would be. <laughs> okay, Brian, go ahead. Ulysses Gilbert did make the team. He did. Uh, play special teams he's a good special teams guy before injured and being placed on injured reserve so brian grade 
Ulysses Gilbert the third season. Loved his preseason. Um, loved the fact after he got hurt, the uh, things he did for his school and for the actually the the uh, Florida community right before Christmas, buying lots of gifts and doing a lot of things for people. Quality individual. Individual. Um, the fact that uh, where's he going from here? So I think he's a solid special teamer still. I don't think he's going to start for this team. Um, but I lo- I like this pick. I'm giving him a solid C. Dave, go ahead. I'm I'm actually going to go B minus because of, I mean, he didn't play any any on defense, but he but what he did on special teams. He played the first seven games of the season before having problems with his back and going on IR. He was leading the Steelers in special team snaps through that time that he was playing more than the core special teams guys. So this guy has now made it to where the Steelers don't have to offer a contract to dirty red. They have that depth at inside linebacker that is a special teams guy and then see where he comes along in year two. I like, I like his potential as much as anything, but in the time that he was able to play, I thought he did everything that they wanted him to on special teams. I'm going to give him a B as well, because we all said the same thing. He's a special teams guy. He played well on special teams. I've actually thought that he could be good depth at inside linebacker. Like Dave just mentioned in regarding dirty red Tyler Medikevich. Um, So I'll give him a B. And so we'll see if, uh, he sticks around. Hopefully that back because that stuff scares me. When you have back injuries that require injured reserve, that tells me there might be something a little bit deeper. I hope that it's not, um, you know, I, something that sticks around and, and maybe cuts a season short again. The great thing about this guy was the fact that with uh, with Barron coming in and with Bush, they're like, this guy's just a camp guy. Um, he has no chance. So uh, he was like, "Hey, not so fast, my friends. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it." And he really turned heads. And there was no way that they they felt they could cut him. He gave them he gave them no out. That's the thing. Like and yeah. you've seen this before. Like Mike Hilton was the same way. Everyone's like, "How are they going to keep this guy? You can't get rid of him. He's made so many plays. You can't. Get rid- he did not prove. They, they did not regret that. Outside of him getting hurt, we'll put it that way. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the last pick, round seven, University of Maryland, the Terrapins, Derwin Gray. He did not make the team out of camp, but was signed to the practice squad and stayed there the entire season. He is labeled to be a very versatile lineman, could maybe go to guard, could maybe tackle. Brian, thoughts on Derwin Gray? Bah. D minus at best. I was going to give him an F. Well, he's a no. practice squad guy. I mean, you yeah. can't grade him. You just more looking I mean, at it. What's, what is the ceiling for Derwin Gray? You know, maybe fighting for that last uh, that last spot on the 53-man roster on the offensive line. I mean, yeah, may, I mean, maybe with some guys departing, he's a backup, but, you know, not a sexy pick. Just But who else are you taking in the seventh round? Yeah. There's, there's not a lot there. So uh, I'll go with D all the Colin Holbas were taken in the sixth round. Yeah. So in the seventh round, you're stuck with the Derwin gray from Maryland, but Dave, go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with like a C minus because I don't want to tear up the pick. I mean, it's the seventh round pick. I mean, the Steelers seventh round pick the year before didn't even make the practice squad. They, the Steelers had a sixth round guy that didn't make the practice squad. He made the practice squad, stayed there all year. 
There was no need to move up um, alignment other than center. They moved up one, and then he got poached to Denver when they released him, and they had to move up a different one later. So he didn't really have the opportunity, but he he's he's got a futures contract. So that just tells you that his story is going to be more about this season. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you guys. <laughs> He's the classic incomplete. He really is. Even, no, you're really right. Yeah. And I just, you know, when I was writing these down today at work, as we were having our group text about our rundown and stuff, we'll call it our production meeting, right, Brian? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dave's like, I don't care. Just leave me off. He heard right. rookies. He was having Johnson flashbacks. <laughs> Gosh, nine players selected by the Steelers, and only one of them in Sutton Smith is not somewhere in the organization now. So that's not bad. You know, I mean, we're not going to grade the rookie class or anything, but I wanted to go pick by pick. We have a lot of other stuff to go through. A couple things before we go over to the after party, where we'll have just some discussion about some other stuff, some Steeler stuff, some non-Steeler, well, a lot of non-Steeler stuff, but we'll always start with Steeler stuff. Um, let's get into some trivia right now, David. Are you ready? Yes, I'm Is ready. Just, you have multiple or just one? Oh no! Well, it's it's kind of um, a two parter. It's 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 really short. Okay, okay here because, we go. Fire yeah, away! I want to make sure they have everything up in front of me. It's very simple. Let's go back to. Um, we've been focusing a lot on the Hall of Fame and everything else. We're still. I'm still riding high. Really happy about Donnie Shell getting in. Um, mm-hmm. Do you all remember we talked about this on several different shows? How many career interceptions did did Donnie Shell have? 51, 51, I believe. 51. Yeah. Wes looked it up to confirm this because I'd heard it. That's the most in the NFL by a strong safety. Hmm. And it's third all time by a stealer of mem- while someone was a stealer. There are two other people that had interceptions in the 50s. Can you say, can you name who they are? Are we talking career or with Pittsburgh? Career, career with Pittsburgh. Career meaning, with Pittsburgh. Meaning so in, their, instance, in their whole career, but only in their career with Pittsburgh. Okay, so would Mel Blunt be one of them? Oh, yes. Mel, Mel Blunt leads the Steelers in interceptions. Do you know how many he has, Brian? I'm going to guess 56. You're very close. It's 57. Mm, okay. I don't think Rod Woodson played no. in Pittsburgh long enough to get that many. Mm-mm. So... Go ahead, Brian. Do you have a this is that? not this is not a Jeff question because it's way more. Oh. He doesn't like the old guys. Oh, it's like 1940. I'm going to say Jack Butler. Brian would be correct with yeah. Jack Butler. I met yeah. Jack Butler from right 51 to 59. So that's what I knew Jeff would do. And he the had but, 50, the Butler. Yeah, the Butler, he, he, the Butler did it. He had 52. <laughs> Here's what's crazy. There's a massive drop off to number four. From Donnie Shell's 51, Jeff already mentioned number four, which I was going to ask. Hot Rod. It's Woodson. Do you know how many he had as a stealer? I'm going to guess in the 30s. 36. Brian's very close again, and Jeff was right in the 30s. It was 38. So you've got three stealers with 50 interceptions or more as a stealer, and then there's none even in the 40s. The next one would be Rod Woodson. Carnell Lake, is he close? Carnell Lake, Carnell Lake. I'm looking for Carnell Lake. Why do I not even see him on this list? He should be there. He would well, think. while you're looking, what number did Jack Butler wear? Was not a traditional corner. He was, wasn't he in the 50s? No. 80. 80. He was number 80? He was number 80. Huh. Never would have gotten that right. I mean, sorry, sorry, I had to hit down to the next group. How many interceptions do you think Carnell Lake had? 
Well, not much, not many as we thought. Twenty-eight, twenty-five, sixteen. Yikes! Carnot Lake sucks. That's why he was such a bad. <laughs> 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 All right, that's fighting words. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a trivia question for everyone out there, and I, I think that it's one of those where um, you know I talked about the helmet last uh, before. I've talked about why they changed from block numbers to italicize. A little bit of team history here. Now, most people know that what year was it with the Pittsburgh Steelers? Art Rooney founded them in what year? 33? 1933. It's on the hat that Mike Tomlin wore the most this year and everything. But they weren't called the Pittsburgh Steelers in 1933. They were called the Pirates. Now, my question is, at what year did they change from the Pirates to the Steelers? They were the, Steel- they were the Pirates from 33 to 39. I was going to say 1940. They were the Steelers because then that's when they got got into during the war and a couple years later with the Steagles. 43. And and Card Pit was the other one. The Pit Cards or something. I think it was Card Pit and that was 44. Yeah. You are correct. And Brian, you said up up until 1939 because 1940 was their first year Mm -hmm. as the Pittsburgh Steelers. These are trivia questions that you – you know, you see someone that's a Steeler fan, you can ask them these simple questions. Maybe they don't know that they were the Pirates originally in 1933. And maybe if they do, that how long were they? Now you know, until 1940. What was the original name of the Pirates? What were they before they were the Pirates? They were a name before the Pirates? I believe they were the Alleghenies. Really? If I'm not I, you mistaken, know what? we that, need to that, check that. That sounds so sure. familiar. I can't say I can't confirm it, but I'm saying that does sound sound. Let's scary. check that. I mean, I I think I'm close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were, but I mean, unless they were, there was a different team. Maybe it was a minor league team or something different. But mm-hmm. okay, good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Good trivia. All right, real quick, Brian. This will be the last thing that we're going to talk about in this show, and then you can go over to the after party. We're going to talk about Super Bowl prop bets. We are going to talk about some heavy stuff over there, and. Uh, a little Eli Manning talk I want to get into. That'll be on the after party, so make sure you check that out. But uh, Brian, you want to talk about the Pro Bowl? Um, yeah, and this not 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 the Pro Bowl itself, but you wanted to talk about how the Steelers and well represented by the the defense. Um, go ahead and talk about what you want to say about the defense and them being down in Orlando. You know, I think this Pro Bowl is very pivotal. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's they are very united down there. Um, you see all the pictures with them together, but you could see how tight they are, and especially with Joe Hayden getting down there as well. Um, it's a situation where it feels to me that this is almost a little conclave for them. It's a meeting where they go back to everybody else, and and uh, they feel even more united. The one thing that you hear from each and every one of them is like, we have so much unfinished business to do Um, and how special they feel being a Steeler. These are four great representatives for the team. And I think this weekend is actually going to carry over to May, July, August, and beyond. I'm sorry. It, it's so funny because uh, poor, poor, poor Jefferson here, here in the live chat. I do okay, want to say I, one thing, but I, I like what you said about the Pro Bowl. But I do want to also want to say that oh, I that, thought it was that, me. I, no, <laughs> that, 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 that Ron confirmed. Ron confirmed that it was a, it was the Alleghenies. 
So you were correct on that. I think you got a great point about this with the camaraderie, with the leadership and the defense, um, keep with the way these guys are handling in the Pro Bowl. And Jeff, I'm going to tattle on you to your mommy if you're not very, <laughs> if you don't behave yourself. Oh, I've already told, I've already told his wife, like before, I've told on him to his wife and his wife, like, you got to be nicer to Dave and Brian. She would say that. <laughs> the, um, in terms of the Pro Bowl, I've been I've been reading and listening to interviews, and I think it's pretty cool that they're all defensive players down there. And trust me, those guys want to get better. They 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 see the potential of this team, and so it's going to be fun to see. So, all right, that ends this episode. The Steelers preview is over. My mom's in the live chat. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, before she starts telling stories, we'll get. Oh, I've said I'm <laughs> sending her an invite. <laughs> she needs to come to the after party. She needs to come to the after party. <laughs> Send her an invite, Dave. You have the power. You can do that, can't you? <laughs> he doesn't ever email. Anyways, um, all right. So if you are not going to join us in the after party, we thank you for listening to this show and, and reviewing the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers rookies with us. We hope that you subscribe to our channel by going up to the top, hit subscribe, go hit the bell, and then set up your notifications however you'd like. It can be a push button notification on your phone. It can be by email. And by all means, if you want to help out the show, just hit the like button. We really appreciate it. And if you're listening to an audio platform, always follow the show, subscribe to the channel, give us a good rating and a good review. It all helps in the algorithm that are things like Spotify and iTunes and YouTube. So make sure you check us out. And for those of us that will be joining us in the after party, we'll see you shortly. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.